constantly just telling people what I was doing, even though like I, there was a piece of me that knew that doing those things, like I was just purposely holding myself back a little bit. But I think that's part of the journey is I had to go through and I had to go back to the corporate job. I had to negotiate for the money. I had to try to start a business with someone else because I didn't trust that I could run a business by myself. And then it was like, simply, I had to trust that like, oh my God, you can mind map however you want, which was, I know it sounds so simple, but it was just this, oh, that's right. I can do whatever I want. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. I always say I'm just a girl from Ohio with really big dreams. And now I work from home running a dream business that helps you achieve your goals and create more joy in your life. This podcast is all about all the topics that really matter to you. And it's about giving you everything you need in one place. Mindset, relationships, wellness, lifestyle, money, business, and career. We have it all. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and paper, and get ready to learn. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 257, The Power of Fashion on Your Mindset with Katie Allen. So today's episode is a really special one. Katie is all about supporting women in a feelings-first styling methodology where she connects women back to themselves, their bodies, and even their cycles through unlocking their personal style. So today we're diving into what it means to actually have a personal style, how you find it, and how it can affect and impact your life as well as the success that you're creating. Now we all know there's been a lot of temptation to stay in our yoga pants and our Lululemons, which is all well and good. And there's a time and place for that. But I know for myself, it makes such a huge difference when I actually get up and get dressed. And whether I'm going to be on Zoom or not, it doesn't matter. There's something that definitely shifts when you put a little bit of effort into your appearance and what you're wearing. So this is a really amazing episode. It's really enlightening. It definitely is deeper than it may sound in terms of the title. And it's really eye-opening in terms of what fashion can do for your mood, your own personal transformation, and like I said, your success. So let's go ahead and dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Katie. I'm so excited to have you here and dive into this incredible topic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I know that we can talk about a variety of different things with you, in particular style, which is not something we've really covered on the I Heart My Life show. So I feel like people are in for a treat. And I know you have a unique methodology and a way of approaching this. So I'm pumped to cover all these topics. So thank you for being here. Yes, I'm so passionate about helping women really embrace that part of themselves and self-express through style. So I'm so excited to talk about it. So tell us, how did you get started doing this work? What was your journey? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to start with like late 1980s MTV. And <laughs> I really believe that that's where like my love of fashion really was born. I'm um, growing up like I felt like I wasn't good at anything. Like I didn't play a lot of sports. I couldn't draw dancing like any of like the traditional things that you know, we were being doing back in the 80s, other than playing outside and like binging MTV. And I was just like so drawn in by the way that people were just like showing up and the way that they were dressing and like something kind of 
clicked inside of me. So I actually went to school for fashion. I live in Virginia. And I mean, we definitely have some cool parts of Virginia, but it's not like known as like a fashion capital by any means. And everyone would always ask me like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with that degree? Are you going to move to New York? You're going to, you know, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just trusting that it's going to figure itself out, right? Like I had all the trust in the world when I was 18. I ended up meeting my husband in college. And so I stayed local and I was like, well, I'll just do the next best thing and got into marketing. And then I had an amazing run in marketing for 15 years. And then in 2020, I have a mindset shift here. I lost my job of 11 years as a marketing director at a national retailer. But like my friend told me to say, I retired at 40 (laughs) in the (laughs) pandemic. (laughs) And I went on this like that journey of like, what do they call it? Like the dark night of the soul. And at the time I was a breadwinner. And, you know, I really identified with that as like a powerful woman. And quite frankly, it was just how we were like running our lives. And I went to my husband and I was like, I know this is so scary, but can you please just give me like the time and space? I think I'm going to figure this out. And I had launched my podcast in 2019 and I just kept showing up on my podcast and I kept showing up and getting dressed even when I was recording in my closet every day. And I just kept coming back to that. And I was working with some coaches at the time and they were like, what? You know, I had some really dark days in there and they're like, what's different about today? And I started to pinpoint it was like the days that I wasn't getting dressed and the days I wasn't putting on my favorite lipstick and I wasn't connecting back to myself, who I wanted to be and like really listening to myself and self-expressing. And then to make a really long story short, a friend of mine was like, hey, I have a client. She's on a photo shoot. Can you help her pick out what to wear? And I just was like sending her ideas and helping her strap from my bathtub. And my friend was like, how much do I owe you? And I was like nothing i'd do it for free because i was in the bathtub and it was fun and she said no katie people get paid to do this and it was like the heavens parted and i was like oh my god this is what i was always supposed to be doing and that is like long story short on how i came back to styling and really have just like immersed myself into using it as a tool to help women just like feel amazing and you know go after their dreams wow I love that. So I'm curious to know when you started moving towards the podcast and recording a bunch of episodes in your closet, what were you talking about at the time if you hadn't yet discovered that style was kind of it for you? I was talking about like anything that felt good. Podcasting was a portal for me into like really finding myself. And I had, when I started listening, I was just like listening to women talk in like a way I've just never heard like strong women talk. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I think I'm supposed to be doing this too. Like I love to be really vulnerable. I have always been an oversharer. And for a long time, I felt shame in that, like in the professional corporate wor- world, people are like, you can't talk like that. And you can't say this and you can't say that, like it's not professional. So it became like this outlet for me to just like talk about the journey and quite frankly i just i felt dead inside and i was like there's got to be other women who have chased that dream of checking the boxes and still feel like something's missing when in fact we've done everything that we were told that we could do and like my life on the outside was perfect i have an amazing husband i have healthy kids i'm healthy you know i did all the things i made the money that i thought was going to make me feel good and i didn't and i was really grappling with that Cause I was like, am I really ungrateful? Am I really this bad of a person? Like, cause I thought I was a good person. So I just showed up on the podcast every week and I was just like, just trying to tap into that gift of just like, okay, so I feel shame around this. Has anyone else experienced this? And it just kind of grew from there. Wow. So it sounds like it was just full of vulnerability and just real talk and people really connected to it. Yes. 
I just laid it out on the line. I mean, sometimes I would open things up like in the moment. Um, and then sometimes like, you know, I'd give myself time and space to process it, to figure out what I was doing with the things that I was learning. At the time I had joined a coaching program and then I joined a business mastermind without a business. <laughs> so I left that part out of this story. I launched the podcast in 2019. I joined the business mastermind in early 2020 before the pandemic was declared like a full-blown pandemic and invested in that without like having the business, but just knowing like something was bigger there. So I was just kind of like, just it, felt like a safe space to just share and just say, oh my God, my life is so messy and I don't know what I'm doing. But here's this scary thing I did today and just showing up, just showing up and just being myself. Love that. And so when you started the podcast, did you have an intention of starting a business or like, obviously you had an inkling if you joined that mastermind. Uh, so was the intention there? It just, the clarity just hadn't come yet. I want to say yes. And I want to say no, I was looking for clarity. And that's the one word I remember my business coach at the time saying to me on the phone, like that was the thing that pushed me over the edge was, you know, you just need clarity. And a little bit of the backstory that's really funny here is my husband started a business when we were in college. And it was one of the things I always loved about him was just like his free spirit and his ability to just like not follow the rules and like just go after his heart's desire. And when we were younger, he used to always say to me, like we met at 19, we just turned 41 to kind of put it in perspective. He would always be like, you need to start a business. You need to start a business. And I was like, no, I'm not the kind of person that starts a business, which I also believe is why he gave me that grace when I lost my job and was like, he said, I absolutely think anyone should, you know, if they desire run a business, but I never identified with an entrepreneur because I didn't identify with like taking risks. I felt really, really safe, like just checking those boxes. And I don't know at what point in my life, you know, I just started to shove down those desires. I'm sure there was, you know, many moments along the way. So I didn't start the podcast with the intention of the business, but I loved it so much. And I was building so much community and like, I would get these messages or people were like, you know, you got me through this, or, you know, you said this one thing and it changed my whole day. So I knew that something bigger was brewing, but I also identify, I loved coaching. I loved being in that space for myself, but I didn't identify like as a coach either. So I was really grappling with like, what is, what? am I doing? Like, how do I make people feel good outside of just the podcast? Yeah, I really resonate with that. Because when I was, um, I'm not sure if you know my story, but I lived in London for a bit. And it was during my quarter life crisis. And I started to pay attention to my thoughts and focus on what felt good and just shift from the negative to the positive. And I was on such a hunt and, and search for clarity. And it was similar to my journey compared to yours, where one day, my friend actually sent me an email and I saw Marie Forleo's website and discovered the whole world of coaching and everything changed. And it was like this moment where things clicked. And I think so often people are on that search for clarity and it can feel like such a struggle. I always, well, Marie Forleo actually says clarity comes from engagement, not from thinking about it. And when you're engaged in your life, that makes such a difference. And when you start to focus on the positive and what feels good, you open up your eyes uh, metaphor to that clarity that you are craving. Yes, I love that. And a little funny story about that. Her 
book, everything is figure outable was like one of the first posts I ever did from like a, oh my God, I run a podcast instead of like, here's some pictures of my kids or like what I'm eating. But like from this mindset of like, oh my God, here's this book and it changed my life. So it's funny that you had that connection too. Yeah. She's so powerful. Yes. Great. So let's dive in. So you got the clarity around style and you mentioned just in passing, and I want to go a little bit deeper about some of the dark nights of the soul. So before that, what were some of the things that came up for you that your coaches helped you move through? Oh my God. So through that journey of like losing my job, it was definitely, you know, the first thing my coach and one of my good friends was like, oh my God, I'm so excited for you that you lost your job. Cause now like, you're going to figure out who you really are. And I was like, that's the rudest thing you can ever say. <laughs> like, who am I? Yeah. And I went through, I immediately went back to what I knew because I felt like I was in survival. So like I immediately accessed my, you know, corporate marketing network and like put all my feelers out and went on all these interviews. Uh, I had an interview um, with someone, a uh, close to me we were in like money negotiations and the whole time i'm still in this business mastermind and my coach is like that's great like i ask yourself like is that really what you want to do and like it kept going back to this like is this really what you want to do and i went through this version of like okay i'm gonna work for this person and we're in money negotiations and then like at the last second i pulled the plug and i was like no that's just not gonna work then i was like okay so i'm gonna partner with this friend who does website and design and you know, we're going to do all these things together. And like, nope, that's not going to work. And finally, I was on a call with someone I had joined another, I'm still in this business mastermind, but uh, another podcaster that I met that I really like just enjoyed her energy had launched her first beta course. So I was like, I just want to support her because I just really love being in that space and supporting women in their dreams, especially when I felt like was on the verge of maybe figuring mine out. And I didn't show up to the course at all. And one of the bonuses was a live one-on-one coaching with her after the group program and i completely ignored it ignored it and then a couple months in i messaged her and i said hey you know i know i totally flailed out on your course but i did here and there what i caught was amazing can i still do that one-on-one like it just came up for me this morning to reach out to you and she said yeah sure and we got on the phone the whole conversation was still like clarity you know we went through all these meditations your highest self you know put both hands out and all these exercises and it was amazing but it was just this one little thing that she had said to me she was like well why don't you just mind map like if you really don't have clarity why don't you just mind map like what you are looking for and i was like but i can't mind map because i hate the bubbles <laughs> she said katie don't do it in bubbles then like you're allowed to do whatever you want and something about needing that permission for her to say that and then when i did do the mind mapping it like just totally opened me up so i guess like my answer to that is like constantly just telling people what i was doing even though like i there was a piece of me that knew that doing those things like i was just purposely holding myself back a little bit but i think that's part of the journey is i had to go through and i had to go back to the corporate job. I had to negotiate for the money. I had to try to start a business with someone else because I didn't trust that I could run a business by myself. And then it was like, simply, I had to trust that like, oh my God, you can mind map however you want, which was, I know it sounds so simple, but it was just this, oh, that's right. I can do whatever I want, mm, and, so which powerful. ultimately brought me back to that. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you did the mind map, was it just around like, if I could do anything, what would it be? Like, what was the topic? 
Yeah, it was like, what do you want your days to look like, right? Because mm -hmm. I'd really been struggling with that. And I had noticed, even though, you know, I'd had some time and space carved out financially to give myself a little bit of this room, I couldn't enjoy like the days. And it was the end of the summer. So I was like, okay, like take the end of the summer off and spend these two weeks with the kids. And then, you know, start really thinking about tapping into your network and all of those things. And I just couldn't enjoy this like gift, quote unquote, that I was given at the time. So when I was mind mapping, I was really back to that. It was like, okay, what are my real values? Because I had been in this master business mastermind, I did feel like, okay, I knew what my values were. I knew what I wanted. So like, what could I do every day to get back to that? And then where I'd come back to the styling piece for me, because I do think this happened a little bit before my friend was like, oh yeah, I can pay you, was like, what are the things that like genuinely make you happy? every day like on a day-to-day -day basis like you want to be you want to be present like what makes you happy and it kept coming back to like lipstick and it was like lipstick makes me happy and i kept telling myself well that's dumb like lipstick doesn't make you happy but it did make me feel really good and it made me feel really confident and like i tell my clients all the time like getting dressed for yourself is so much more powerful than getting dressed for other people like i'm hydrating you're hydrating everybody's hydrating that means i'm washing my hands a lot and i'm looking at myself in the mirror and when i would see me in that certain lipstick color it was like almost a vow to myself and to my self-confidence that I was that woman that I thought I was, and I was a woman that I was becoming. And like, that's what lipstick had started to be for me, which then really translated into like my, all of my clothes and my whole outfit. And that mind mapping session is when I had got that aha moment of, oh my God, like style is so much more than just like helping people pick out clothes. It's how we feel in our bodies. Like we can literally transform our moods and our energy from moment to moment with the colors that we wear, the fabrics that we wear, the clothes that we wear, the sounds that our jewelry makes. And like all of those things coming together in that moment kind of just like clicked. And then I realized that style coaching was like a whole association. There's like people that do this for a living. And I was like, oh my God, where have I been my whole life? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for explaining that. And that really feeds into us shifting gears a little bit, because I know that you said you believe that our clothes provide an opportunity to choose a feeling and manifest whatever we want, whether that's more clients, more connection or more abundance. So can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, absolutely. So when I start working with people, I always go back to like we have our core values, I think as people that probably stick with us most of our lives. But then on a day to day basis, and what's going on in our lives i always try to honor the fact that we're multifaceted and like we wear different hats we're doing different things and i always bring it back to like how do you want to feel today so one of my clients referred to this as like people have their core desired feelings danielle laporte she was like oh these are like my core style feelings mm. so it's this idea of like how do you want to feel today and then what makes you feel that way physically like your clothes, something that you can adorn your body with. And then it's the physical reminder as you move through the day. So like if you're getting ready to do a podcast or give a speech or meet with a new client and you feel nervous right before that, like if you've adorned your body, you've connected back to those feelings that you wanna feel for the day, what you wanna to communicate to yourself and or the people that you're meeting, wear that and then pause and like look at that, whether that's your dress, whether that's your earrings, your lipstick color, your fingernail polish. Like one example for me is I have a perfume that I wear every single time my husband and I go on date nights. So like we do have kids. So it became a goal of mine a couple of years ago. And I know it sounds silly, but it was a goal to go on date nights once a month minimum so we could keep our connection. 
and I started wearing this perfume because it helped me shift out of like mom mode and into the lover archetype and like okay now I'm with my husband and this is the experience I want to have and I want to be this version of myself because I am a multifaceted person and I was just doing that in my life so I try to like translate that and help other people like use that to build confidence that's so beautiful yeah I totally resonate with that and I know that you're totally walking the walking the talk because I saw you on camera just a second ago and you have purple lipstick on and you're really like showing up as the person you're describing. And I know for me, perfume, it does something too. It's like, I have a certain perfume that makes me feel more powerful. And so I'll spray that before certain calls. And so it's just amazing to pay attention to how clothes or accessories or even those smells make us feel. Yes. I love it so much. Like I just like, I tell people all the time, like our clothes interact with our five senses all day. And while some of us have other senses and things that we're tapping into, like we can usually pretty heavily rely on those five. And like, when we stop and we think about it, like it's a really, really powerful way. And just, and it's so unique to you. And I think this is where personal style gets so fascinating and is a form of self-expression because like the purple lipstick, for example, I went to Mardi Gras a couple of weeks ago and it was just, this energy was so palpable and you could just feel it. And my experience was amazing and it made me feel alive. And I had this purple lipstick on and it's a Mardi Gras color. So I was like, you know, today I just feel alive. Like it's where I'm at in my life. It's where I'm at in my cycle. And like that lipstick just makes me feel really good. And I want to share my passion and I want people to feel that. And I want them to feel it in my words when it comes off my lips. So that's kind of how I match my lipstick up to what I'm doing. Mm. And so my question for you is how would you figure out what makes you feel good? And I know that sounds really simple, but I know for a lot of the work that I do, so much of success is really about being the observer. And is that the same in terms of style? Do you just observe kind of what makes you feel good as you go about your day? So then you can nail down those five things. Absolutely. So I think some of it's being an observer, but I also think like, you know, where do we want to start? So like I have like little style quizzes and things that I get people excited about with like, you know, what do you prefer? Do you prefer candlelight dinner, a night at the club, you know, try to really tap into who you are and what makes you feel that way. And then we can tie that to like a style archetype. So like one that's really fun to play with and think about is, you know, like I really enjoy, you know, dramatic things and I like music that's really powerful. And Marilyn Monroe is a style icon of mine. So like if someone was saying something like that to me, I'd be like, okay, so now how are we going to like work that into like how you feel every day? And exactly what you said, some of it's experimenting, right? So if you come to me and you say, I'd like to make a big entrance, I like to be dramatic and alluring, we're going to like pinpoint a couple of things that you may already know like connect with you around that like say red lipstick and i don't know a layered gold necklaces and we're just going to wear those and we're going to say okay we're going to wear this we have this coming up and then exactly what you said just like how did it make me feel and slow down and like pay attention to that like did that make me feel really really good on this call did it not make me feel really really good on this call and and just kind of play with it because it is all trial and error and I don't know how much this resonates with your audience, but there's definitely different times of the month, depending on where we're at in our cycle, where it's we're more likely to experiment with things and being able to hold space for that, not judge ourselves as much versus different points in our cycle where like stick with what you know works because you might not be uh, feeling as open to trying new things. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So when during our cycle are we most open? 
Yes. So when you're entering spring, so as soon as your estrogen starts to rise, um, your bleed is just finished and you're in that pre-ovulatory phase, like it's that maiden energy that people talk about a lot. So everything feels good. You're starting to get a little bit of your energy back. You're ready to be out and about and learn new things. This is the time to experiment. So say like just to bring it home, like spring 22, your fashion trend wise, you're going to see a lot of bright colors and a lot of new patterns. And if you're eyeing some of those and you want to try those, then during your actual spring cycle phase is a really, really good time because your estrogen's rising. You kind of have the rose colored glasses on. You're like, yeah, this is fun. You know, I can experiment with this. I feel I feel a little bit more loose, a little bit more like flirty. I'm willing to take a chance. I'm willing to stay curious because I know that I don't know everything in this phase and I'm open to that and I'm not hard on myself. So like that's the perfect time to go shopping. Um, I have an, a client who's an accountant and I was like, oh my God, do me a favor because I'd actually read this in one of Lisa Lister's books called Code Red about with your cycle. She'd said that we're more likely to spend money on our bodies and adorning our bodies during the spring phase. And one of my clients is a CPA an accountant. I was like, oh my God, go through your books and tell me, do you find yourself spending more money on like it, things around your body during this phase? And she like went back. She was like, oh my God, every time I go shopping and like have real success with shopping, it's during this phase. Because then on the flip side to that is going to be like late fall, right before our bleed. Some people call it PMS. I'm trying to like move away from that a little bit, but that's where we're a little bit more like that's when you go shopping and you have a pocket full of money and you're like, I don't like anything. Like I can't find anything. The best thing to do during that time is to get into your closet and like release the items that you feel like are holding you back because you're really clear on what you like and what you don't like. And that's another part I think that's hard for a lot of women is to release clothes that we've been holding on to for a long time. Um, maybe they remind us of a past life. Maybe they remind us that clothes hold memories. So it might have an old memory attached to it, or maybe it, it's simply just time to let it go because it doesn't fit anymore or it's run its course or whatever that is. So experimenting and shopping is really good, like in your spring um, pre-ovulatory phase. And then a late fall, late luteal phase is a really good time to release and clean out your closet. Mm, thank you for sharing all that. And what would you say to people who are maybe stuck in the Lululemon phase of just wearing <laughs> the sweats or whatever, you know, coming out of COVID and they're like, I'm working from home. I want to be comfortable. This is what I want to wear. What would you say to either support them in experimenting more or do you just accept that sort of feeling for this period of time? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I have a couple of different thoughts. First one is like, I'm always tell people like, I want you to like wear the sweatpants today. And then at the end of the day, like before you transition from the workday to whatever your evening routine is, I want you to take five minutes and like write down. How did you feel today? Were you productive? Did you feel creative? Were you like flowing with energy? Did you get everything done? And then the very next day, I want you to wear jeans or your favorite shirt or put on your best earrings. Just put on something that you love and have the day, even if no one sees you. And then same exercise. I want you to jot down how productive you were, how in flow you were, like how creative did, were things easier for you? And then compare the two. Chances are, I'm just going to go on a limb and say that you probably felt more productive. You were probably more tapped in and turned on. There's been studies around dressing up 
and putting on clothes because it kind of just signals to yourself like, oh, this is what I'm about to do. I am about to be creative. I am about to work on this business. There's nothing wrong with wearing the sweatpants or the leggings, but I think that you probably naturally when you have those clothes on are into like a I'm relaxing, you know, this isn't really my creative energy vibe and that's fine. That's more of just like a relaxing and receiving mode, but sometimes we have to be in creating mode too. So for me, it's just about like really paying attention, like you were saying earlier about observing. And then my challenge on that, like the little if challenge I love to give is like get dressed up and by dressed, I just mean like out of your Lulu's, put on like, you know, that hot pink shirt or whatever that is, that dress and do something that doesn't make sense. Like go to Trader Joe's, go pick your kids up from school, go to the post office, whatever that little errand is and see how much more enjoyable that is. And part two to that is see how many conversations you start. The one thing I love to use my clothes for are conversation starters and like the conversation with the person at the checkout line, the conversation with the person in the pickup line or whoever you come in contact with guarantee that your conversation will be deeper and more connected than if you just rolled up in there in your Lulu's. So good. Yeah. I had an experience with this. I went to a brunch a few weekends ago and afterwards I got all dressed up and I was in this red dress and did my hair and all the things. And afterwards I had to go to Home Depot because we just bought a house and are doing all the things. And so I was way overdressed for Home Depot and I was looking for this little part that wasn't included in this gold shower head that we purchased. And so I asked one of the guys to help me find it couldn't find it. So he literally opened up a box of something similar, not even the same brand and gave me the little pieces to take for free. And I was like, you probably aren't supposed to do that. So I won't name names here, but <laughs> I feel like it also, the way that you're showing up obviously impacts how you feel about yourself and it impacts the energy that you give off. And whether it's trying to get something in Home Depot or being influential in some other way, it has a massive impact. Absolutely. Like when you were talking, what came up for me is like one of my favorite fashion quotes is when you don't dress like everybody else, you don't have to think like everybody else. Wow. Love it. And that just resonates with me so much. And I try to just think about that all the time, no matter what I'm doing, go to Home Depot, whatever. That's mm -hmm. an amazing story. Yeah. And it's like, I like how you've given us permission to not think about this as we have to get up and put on our hair extensions and do all the things like even just finding that one piece can make a big difference, whether it's the lipstick or the earrings or the jeans and just experimenting with what that is. Yes. So where can people find you online and how can we get some of your style tips? Yeah, for sure. I show up the most like social media wise on Instagram at Katie Allen stylist. I run a podcast as well, where I talk about this, like how to use it and all the mindset things around style on just realize, but on my website, I would say is where you can find a lot of um, really juicy things. So my website is katiejuststyle.com. I have a couple of, of the style guides on there. So katiejuststyle.com backslash top five are just like the top five essential things for the woman that's like, okay, I really don't remember who I am, or I don't even know where to start. These are just like the top five things that we can build any outfit from. And it includes just like the framework that I use and teach my clients any day around, no matter what you're wearing, like how to think through that process to make sure that you're hitting um, all the points to put together an outfit that really feels connected to who you are. 
And pretty soon, hopefully by the time this episode comes out, I will have my um, style icon quiz up on the website as well. And that is going to be around really tapping into the style archetype that you identify with and then the tips on how to create that in your life. And that is going to be on the website, katiejuststyled.com backslash style icon. Amazing. And so one final question that we ask all of our guests here on the show, what is one way that people can create a life that's better than their dreams? Wow. That's a really good question. I would say just how I feel like I'm trying to do that is constantly tapping in and trusting myself every day. So asking myself every morning, like, what is the one thing I can do today that like really shows myself that I trust myself. And that's how I've really been tapping into being that highest version of myself. Mm, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, it, it just goes to show that the mind only takes us so far. And sometimes life also does it for us in your case, you know, with being released from your job and then moving forward on this incredible journey. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've loved this conversation. I know people are going to get so much value from it. So thank you for following your heart and going for your dreams because now we all get to benefit. And I just appreciate you. Thank you. Me too. At a fabulous time. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag IHeartMyLifeShow. That's hashtag IHeartMyLifeShow. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.